This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Helix. HelixSleep.com slash Opie. Are you in the market for a mattress? Then get one, you daffy bastard, and help keep this podcast free. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you at HelixSleep.com slash Opie. Graham Crawford the fourth, you are first on the Facebook. You got Brian Bernard, you got Vincent Scaramuzzo. You got Joshua. Lisa Connor, how are you, man? David Strauss. Proud Mary, keep on turning. Oh, we're doing river songs because we're uh, 500 feet above New York City in the Glass Box Studios overlooking the Hudson River because I live by the river. London Call. And that's the greatest river song of all time, by the way. Uh, Although, um, Talking Heads... Take me to the river. But there you go. Dick Cox Jr. came up with uh, Proud Mary. That's a that's a damn good river song, too. Crappy day today. Yeah, it was really, really crappy. But now, as you can see, man, we got uh, just some low-lying clouds. Now it's all good. Adam Wright, what's up? How are you, buddy? Oh, Brian Bernard. You son of a bitch. You're the best it's ever been. Brian Bernard came up with Down by the River by Neil Young. I shot my baby. Oh, we can't do the river thing. We can't do the river thing. I I said the greatest song was uh, uh, London Calling. You know, I live by the river. Oh, 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 oh. But now we got Stephen McCann coming in with Traveling Riverside Blues by Led Zeppelin. That was a that was a B-side, I do believe. I don't think that song was ever on a Led Zeppelin album, officially. It was on the B-side of... Uh, I used to know this. I don't know anymore. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know anymore. I apologize. Look at uh, Stalker Patty. Patty, everyone was asking about you yesterday. How are you, Stalker Patty? Uh, everyone want to know if you're alive? I said, of course, uh, Stalker Patty's alive. She's going to outdo all of us. You're going to outlive all of us, Stalker Patty. You know that, right? Dirty Water by the Standells. Wham, bam, 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 Oh, I love that dirty water. Oh, Boston, you're my home. Well, they were lying. The Standells were not from Boston. They were from L.A. I only learned that very, very recently. Those sons of bitches talking about Boston and saying, Down by the river, Charles, that's where I saw her. Anyway, very good people watching uh, Down by the River, Charles. But uh, the Standells, naughty, naughty, naughty. They were not from uh, from Boston. So uh, there you go. Jimbo Skillin, how are you, buddy? Oh, I got another one. River of Deceit by uh, Mad Season. That's another wonderful river song. My goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm uh, I'm doing my first live stream on my brand new phone. Oh, my God. So I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of experimenting and trying it out. 
First thing, I, I noticed that uh, the HD isn't good for the kid. So the kid's going to have to find some filters because this HD is a motherfucker. I loved uh, doing the live streams with my shitty computer with the shitty camera with like with like uh, like schmegma on the lens that that uh, made for a very nice filter for the kid. But this HD is fucking rough, man. Best river song ever into the mystic by Van Morrison. Look at Pat Duffy. Moon River. <laughs> Rachel. What's up, Rachel? Going with the moon river. It was a very, very busy day. Uh, definitely a day where I shouldn't have walked the kids to school, but we had an adventure as it's like just, just pouring on us. And uh, I go to the kids, it's an adventure. And they're like, oh, yeah, I like the adventure, Daddy. As, as like rain is coming in sideways, our umbrellas are flipping over. We lost one. The kid's still wearing sneakers and shorts. And I'm like, it's an adventure. Because I didn't feel like getting a damn uh, Uber. But uh, that went okay. And then, um, and then I went and saw Nicole at the AT&T store. Remember? New customers, same deal. Old customers, same deal. That means no one's getting a fucking deal. But I went in there anyway because Nicole is very, very nice. If you've been uh, following um, uh, my live streams, I owed uh, Nicole a uh, pumpkin spice latte because she you know, set me up with a new phone. And she also set me up with uh, a much less bill from AT&T because those sons of bitches... They don't tell you that you're paying way too much. They're waiting for you to go, hey, I think I'm paying too much. And then they'll do the right thing. Oh, my God. I just farted. I hope the mic on this new uh, phone isn't that good. And then they'll do the right thing. But Nicole, she's like, man, you're paying way too much on your, on your cell phone bill. And I go, why are you being so nice? And she goes, because I'm a nice person, Greg. You remember all that. Okay. So then I said, well, I'm getting you a damn uh, pumpkin spice latte. So I, I go to the AT&T store to get my new phone. Finally, I ordered it, uh, I don't know, two weeks ago. But, you know, it was stuck in a shipping container somewhere. And it finally came in. So I walk by and I see Nicole's there. I'm like, ah, shit. Now I got to go across the street and get her a damn pumpkin spice latte. But I got uh, two Starbucks gift cards that were laying in the, uh, in the uh, drawer. And I'm like... I was feeling a little uh, a little rich, so I went into the Starbucks and I said, I got to get a pumpkin spice latte for Nicole, and uh, I got two gift cards, so be prepared. I'm going to buy a lot of bags of coffee, because I actually don't like their drinks whatsoever, and uh, I go, let me know what's on these babies, you know? She, uh, she swipes the first one, and she goes, there's $10 left on this card, and I'm like... Hmm. I'm like, maybe I, maybe I, uh, maybe I've been using that car and it's down to ten dollars because I was very surprised by that. But there, here comes the second. Well, what's on the second card? And she goes, uh, it also has ten dollars. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, the kid was looking for a little deal today, and it turns out his two gift cards were worth only twenty. Oh, the hell is calling me on my new phone? Go away! You know it's some dumb spammer. So I got uh, I got uh, the pumpkin spice latte for Nicole, and I got a bag of coffee for us, and uh, I hiked over to the AT&T store, and I got my phone all set up and ready to go. I'm very, very happy about that. Uh, Rachel, Opie loves his Starbucks. I hate my Starbucks. But I promised Nicole a, a, a pumpkin spice latte.
And then they have like, I don't know if you've been in Starbucks in a while, but they got like an inspirational inspiration board, I think it's called officially. And you write a little note, and I guess it's a sticky note thing. That's what I'm going to call it, a sticky note thing. So you write a little inspirational message, you put it on the big board at Starbucks. So when everyone's just standing around hoping they don't get COVID as they uh, wait for their pumpkin spice latte, you can write a little message for everybody. Send the, send the uh, world some love. And boy, I got to tell you, you know, I was reading some of these things and they were very, very inspirational. And I, uh, I wrote mine, which was basically, uh, life is a shit sandwich. Take small bites. And then I took it and went, bam, and put it right on the board next to all the other ones. They were wishing each other, you know, happy health and, you know, good luck with your new job and blah, blah, blah. And right in the middle, life is a shit sandwich. Take small bites. And then, uh, and now here I am after setting up my phone. Uh, let's see. And the video's looking good. All right. Yeah, I'm going to be a real podcaster, I've decided. So I've decided I'm going to be a real podcaster because the world needs it. Um, there's a lot of boring podcasts out there. Man, I want to say something, but maybe I should just shut my effing mouth for once. Somebody had a, a live stream uh, last night, a big, a big podcast, to be quite honest with you. And I'm like, you know what? Let me see what this is all about. And I clicked on it, and it was, um, it was very uh, uninspiring, to say the least. And it, and it also felt very much like a... Like a, like an Opie and Anthony show from 15 years ago. It felt a little antiquated. I don't know if I want to name um, um, the podcast at, at this moment in time, but it was, uh, it was uninspirational. I was, I was expecting more. It was low energy. And it also seemed like there was something going on. It seemed like there might be an issue with, with some, of the, some of the people on... Uh, on camera, but uh, what do I know? I'm actually, for once in my life, going to be a good boy, and I'm going to be smart, and I'm not going to say the show. That's what I'm going to do. A lot of good ones out there, too, Brandon Hollinger. What's some of those good podcasts that we have out there? Uh, Joe Rogan. I tapped out of Joe Rogan because I can't, I can't invest like five hours a day on his podcast. I just can't do that. Uh, uh, Michael Frank, hey, Ope, you should seriously try to get Howard on. You versus Howie, finally, one-on-one -on -one would be huge. You think? I would kick his ass, though. I would kick his ass. I would kick Howard's ass. Bring it on. It was Bubba the Love Sponge. No, it wasn't Bubba the Love Sponge. I think someone did get it in the chat, to be honest with you. So it's making me a little nervous. Burr and Burr's pod with Kreischer, uh, Andrea Butera. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I check out Bill Burr's. I haven't checked it out in a month or two, but I, I check out Bill Burr's. I, I like keeping tabs on him. And I've heard him and uh, Burr Kreischer together. They're pretty good as well. Yes. Uh, why did the History Hyenas end? That was the only other podcast I listened to every once in a while. Yeah, they were really good together. You had the Giannis Pappas and you had the Chris uh, DiStefano. Um I honestly don't know shit, but I would have to assume that the, the podcast ended because they weren't getting along. I mean, I, I, you have to think that because I think they were trending on um, as uh, one of the better podcasts week after week. So uh, I, I, there was no reason for them to end their, their podcast unless there were some issues when the mics were off. 
That's my guess. I don't know. Misery loves company. Kevin Brennan's podcast is hilarious. And he likes you a lot. You and him together would be a funny show. Um, maybe I'll get him on this thing. Now that we're now that we're gonna do, like uh, try to do this for real. Now that we got better audio, better video, and this is just off my phone. Wait till I set up my laptop and buy a professional microphone. Then I can finally start bringing guests into the fold. Yeah, everyone's doing the interview thing. Thank you, Philip Brooks. So now I gotta do something. No, it sucks. I'll tell you what sucks. Me and Anthony invented this format that everyone is now doing. Who, who, who? But it's the truth. Bunch of guys hanging out. Uh, that don't really have any um, radio skills, but they're funny people, so they turn on a bunch of mics with their friends and they just shoot the shit. That is exactly the format that me and Anthony came up with a really, really long time ago. And, uh, you know, we were the kings of that. And now, I mean, even Joe Rogan has admitted that. And now, because everyone is doing uh, the podcast that way, now I feel like even though I invented that with Anthony... I feel like now I got to come up with something else because now I'm just going to sound like everybody else if I sit there like, you know, interviewing other comics. So I'm trying to figure out what that is. I think I think for me, it's wandering the streets, to be honest with you, and then maybe do some stuff from here as well. But uh, really get get down there with the people and wander around and, and do it that way. I, I think I think I could do a very, very good job doing it that way. And I think it would it would sound very, very different than every other podcast that is out there. Uh, yeah, you're right, Philip Brooks. Sirius made you do interviews. You all said that. 100%. They turned our stupid show into an interview show. And it was always celebrities that were too scared to say anything interesting. So it's like we had Arnold Schwarzenegger on, but he didn't say anything. So who cares? I who cares? I got to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger and he was on my show. I would have rather have spent that time just goofing off with uh, with the guys. So they absolutely did, and I was begging. I'm like, let's guess. And you remember it was like a roll call. We would talk to one guy, and then the next guy would come in. And I remember some days we had like five or ten minutes to actually do our our real stuff. They're all O&A clones. Don't do the laughy, laughy um, emojis because it's the God's honest truth. It's the God's honest truth. Listen to any one of these podcasts and tell me it's not Opie and Anthony from like 10 plus years ago. Of course it is. <laughs> oh, my God. The fucking... The day Tom Chiasano screamed at me and said, do something. Do something. He looks at me. This is one of the reasons why I'm a bitter, bitter man. He admitted it. Because uh, a lot of the guys that were associated, associated with the Opie and Anthony show, right? Uh, it was all fun and games to them. But when it came to all the bullshit, the one person they always came to was me. Me. And I got plenty of uh, examples of that. But today's example is Milt Miranda. Yeah, but you had the pleasure of hosting Flavor Flav's record drop party at the Hard Rock. Oh, my God. Flavor Flav and his entourage of, who was there, 30 people took over our entire live broadcast. We were doing a live broadcast from the, from the Hard Rock Cafe. Flavor Flav was supposed to be a part of it. We were excited to have him out. Um... I think we were going to let him do a song or something. It was, ver it was very low-key. It wasn't supposed to be a big thing. 
But in stupid Flavor Flav's head, he thought we set up this whole thing with all these white people in the audience for him. Not a black person could be seen. Maybe a couple. But in general, all white, Flavor Flav comes out. He thinks that we set up a record relief, uh, a record release party for him. He proceeds to take the mic. This is all live on K-Rock. Thus then the, um, uh, the Tom Chiasano screaming at me to do something. Flavor Flav babbles, 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 and then decides to introduce every single person of his entourage while we're live on the radio. Me and Anthony, we're looking at each other going, I ain't going to stop this. And it's like, I ain't stopping this. We both were pause. So Flavor Flav just completely took over one after another. And now here's my niece, Letitia. She lives in the blah, blah. Her mother is blah, blah. And her father's in prison, blah, blah, blah. There was one of those. I'm not being uh, stereotypical. And then um, Chiasano grabs me. And he literally yells in my face, do something. And I remember looking at Tom and I go, you do something. I ain't stopping this. I'm not stupid. A lot of people think I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. I ain't taking a mic away from Flavor Flav in front of his uh, his friends and family when he thinks it's a record release party for him and his new record. I ain't doing that shit, Tom. I'm sorry. Uh, Pat Duffy, favorite ONA interview moment was when you had Doc Gooden and David Lee Roth in the same studio. Doc is talking about his struggle with drugs, and David Lee Roth is thinking, what a great party. That's uh, 100% right. Doc Gooden was spilling his guts out about his drug use and how it ruined his life and how he was in some kind of crack den uptown while the, the, uh, the New York Mets were doing their World Series parade. He wasn't there because he needed a fix. And he's telling this heartbreaking story at David Lee Roth's like, yeah, man, that sounds like a great time. I wish I could do the David Lee Roth, but he, he was so fucking clueless as far as what was going on in the room at the moment. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. I thought it was absolutely hilarious and perfect. I love David Lee Roth when he used to come in. Um, he was a tremendous failure after Howard Stern. They brought David Lee Roth in to replace Howard Stern on all Howard's um, stations. And because he was a massive failure, that's when the company that fired us and tried to ruin our careers, they brought us back to technically replace David Lee Roth. Not technically. We replaced David Lee Roth, who replaced Howard Stern. But then people started looking at us as we are the ones that are officially replacing uh, Howard Stern. And, you know, it worked for a little while, and, uh, and then it was just too much, and, uh, you know, the rest is history. But David Lee Roth, they were trying to fit him into a format. They wanted him uh, to be in a stereotypical radio talk show format, and he was like, I ain't doing this deal unless you bring palm trees in the studio and sand and... He had all these crazy requests, and he's like, and when I play music, I'm not following any format. I'm just going to play what I like. It sounds amazing. But, of course, you know, regular radio and, and uh, the powers that be, uh, that type of shit scares the crap out of them. So uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a good match, that's for sure. What was the hair plug company advertiser that wanted Howard to admit his uh, plug head was their work and the story behind that? meeting you had 
No, 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 no. All I know about that, back in the day, uh, for the old school WNEW fans, they probably could find the company. I don't remember the company anymore, but um, it was basically one of these companies that adds hair to your head, um, whether it's hair plugs or a system, whatever the hell it was. I remember the guy looking at me, and, and he was studying my, my scalp, and he's like, ah, oh, it's too bad. It's too bad uh, that you've got a full head of hair because it would look really good on your type of hair. And I'm like, well, thank God, because I don't want to go down that street. Oh, I had to say street. Oh, my God, it's a speech impediment I've had for a million years. I can't say ST words. And I said street. Oh, it gets all in my mouth. Anyway, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the company. I, I don't remember anymore. And we had a meeting with them. They wanted to do live reads on WNEW. Oh, my God. Back in the day. Back in the day, these companies were paying ten to $20,000 a live read. And you guys remember how many live reads we were doing every stop break. And, uh, and man, we got a taste of that money. I can't lie. And now when I do a live read, it's uh, let's just let's just be honest with each other. It's pennies on the dollar. Some some of these memories aren't fun for me. So uh, we meet with the um, the company, and they're giving their spiel. We're so happy to be working with you guys. Blah 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 blah. blah. Now I don't remember anymore because it's been way too many years. So I got to be very very careful. But they knew without a without a doubt. That Howard Stern uh, had, has fake hair, basically, whether it's plugs or a rug or whatever the hell. Um, they said he absolutely had fake shit in his head. Now, I don't remember if they said they did it or not. I, that part, I don't remember. But uh, I, I was like, come on, seriously? I'm like, everyone is wondering that. I don't think they wonder as much anymore now that he's what? I think he's like 70. How old is uh, Howard? 75, I think. So Howard's 75 with jet black hair, hasn't lost one strand of hair. I mean, come on, it's obvious now. But back in the day at WNAW, which is over 20 years ago, everyone was trying to figure that out. And this company said they knew for a fact that it was all fake. Speaking of which, I saw Jay Giles without his uh, wig once. Sorry, Jay Giles. But it's true. You know it's true. Because uh, when he realized that it was me, he got really bummed. <laughs> I was hoping I would never say anything. And I don't think I said anything for many, many years. But me and Anthony flew out. I think it was for the Grammys. And we were on the same plane as uh, Jay Giles for the Jay Giles band, Peter Wolf. That was uh, an eye-opener because he was mixing his new album on a laptop as he was flying from Boston to L.A. And we were on the same flight. And we were staying at the same hotel, the... Um, the Hyatt on Sunset Boulevard. Okay, it's right next to the Comedy Store. It's a great, great place to stay because it's like so central to a lot of cool things you could do in L.A. So we're staying there, and I got some downtime, so I hit the street. Oh, I had to say streets again. I hit the boulevard. I hit the boulevard. Maybe that's why Lou Reed came up with a song about a boulevard. Maybe he couldn't say street either. So he's like, you know what? If I sing and I, I have to say street every other word, people are going to know I have a speech impediment. So why don't I write a song that's about the boulevard? I bet you that's, uh, I bet you that's what happened. So I hit the boulevard. Um, Sunset Boulevard. It works. 
Look how this stuff kind of comes together sometimes. It works. Um, I hit the boulevard. I, I think I was uh, looking for some coffee or whatnot. And I, <laughs> I turned the corner. <laughs> and there's Peter Wolf coming back to the hotel, I guess. And it was early enough where he thought he was safe. And uh, he was as bald as a cue ball. He left the, the Hyatt on Sunset Boulevard without his hairpiece. And he saw me because uh, he knew who we were from our Boston uh, run. And he was basically like, ah, shit. And I kind of nodded like I knew who he was. He didn't nod at me because he was praying like uh, uh, that hopefully I didn't see what I saw. And, uh, and then he quickly walked away from me and back into the hotel. True story. You need a new mattress, don't you? Well, go to helixsleep.com slash opie. Helix offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you, my friend. But, oh, how do you know their mattresses are good? Well, because I bought one. Heard good things about Helix Sleep. Decided to give them a try. Bought one. Loved it. Told my people about it. And they went to Helix Sleep. And now Helix Sleep is uh, a fine sponsor for this podcast. Now I'm up to three, by the way, because my old mattresses were looking a bit saggy. Don't go to a mattress store anymore. Helix Sleep makes it very easy. They got a quiz, takes like two minutes to complete, and then it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Everybody's unique, and Helix knows this, so they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have the soft, the medium, the firm. Mattresses great for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains, and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. And what's really, really cool, they mail the mattress to your house. What? Yeah, you don't have to put the mattress on the top of your car anymore. Comes in a box. The box was a lot smaller than the mattress, so you get a little confused at first. Then you open up the box, and then you cut into the... uh, into the vacuum-sealed plastic, and all of a sudden, the mattress just comes to life in front of your eyes. So if you're looking for a mattress, just take the quiz. You order the mattress that you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. That's right. Oh, by the way, I don't want to bore you with a whole bunch of uh, five-star reviews, but they got plenty. They got plenty. Ten-year warranty, yes. So go to helixsleep.com slash opie, take the two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. I really, really like my mattresses from Helix. Helix offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you at helixsleep.com slash opie. Once again, helixsleep.com slash opie. Jill Gregg. I like this uh, Jill Gregg. Jill Cantwell Gregg. Growing up, my mom called it Tupperware. Wasn't until my 30s I figured out it was Tupperware. Oh, so she had a little speech thing happening. Chiasano hated Norton, right? He wasn't a fan. There were a lot of managers that weren't a fan. Jimmy knows what I did for him as well. We came across uh, a few people, and he knows that weren't fans of uh, of Jimmy. But at the time, I thought he was important to the show. So I did what I could. You know, being the guy that has to deal with all the goddamn crap while everyone else is just having fun and drinking beers. And then the show ended and they didn't even have to worry about anything until the next show. And I'm sitting there like getting screamed at for all the dumbest fucking shit. 
Ugh. The show was funnier without you. All right, there you go. Now move on. Most of the time when I wasn't there, the show was completely lost and rudderless. It was a babbling mess. Are you employed? Guys, did we just go over this uh, yesterday? I think this guy needs to be blocked. Let me see. Let's see if he's really just all in or if he's just having a bad. Sometimes these guys have a bad day and they want to take it out of me. But when it becomes obsessive, that's when they have to go. Of course I'm employed, sir. I do a podcast. You've been out of a job since 2014. You're probably broke. Ha ha. Look at my view, brother man. Brother man, brother man. Do I look like I'm broke? Do I look like I'm broke? I'm 500 feet above New York City watching the sun go down over the Hudson River. Do you think I'm broke? And besides that, I've been podcasting for over three years and making money at it. Not a lot, but, you know, enough. Enough to get some pocket money and to pay down some of these bills. We went over this yesterday, though. All you have to do, sir, download an episode of the Opie Radio podcast. Some of the episodes you're going to hear recorded spots. That's from a third party that pays me for that. And then, uh, and then I do live reads. So, yes, I do have a job. It's not an amazing job like the old days, but I, I have to tell you, it's, uh, it's the most fun I've had in a really, really long time. I had more fun when I was doing it with Carl, but I'm still having a blast just doing it. So I guess I traded in the big contract and all the fame and money for happiness. How stupid is that? But I ain't broke, brother man. I ain't broke. Look, I just made $1.99. I ain't broke, brother man. Toe fungus. Dude, this is the best podcast ever. Jeff Goldie. There you go. This is the shit I got to deal with with haters. The guy is literally watching me. And I got one of the, no joke, I got one of the, the best views in all of New York City. I made sure I did when I had money. And the guy has the nerve to say I'm broke. I ain't broke, brother man. I mean, I could use a few more bucks in my, uh, my bank account. But for now, I'm not. I'm not broke now. Uh, yes, I enjoy my job tremendously. I remember why I got into radio, because A, I didn't want to have a real job, and B, I just wanted to have a fun life and just uh, screw off. And I accomplished that, thanks to my daddy. My daddy said, find something you like doing, because you're going to have to do it for a long time, and I never forgot that. And I'm back to just having fun, 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 till your daddy takes the, takes the... I'm doing that on purpose, because I know you're screaming it wherever you are. The T-Bird away. You didn't think I had that in my stupid brain, did you? Uh, can tell you broke. You can't. All right, we got to let this guy go. We, we did all this. People have made fun of my teeth. We did all this. Look, you can look at them. They're crooked as fuck, brother. Because guess what? There was a time I was broke and I couldn't fix my teeth. My mom looked at me and said, we can't fix your teeth. We got seven, eight, nine kids. So you're going to have to go through life with crooked teeth. And you know what happened somewhere in there, brother? I realized I don't give a fuck I have crooked teeth. My friends and family don't give a fuck I have crooked teeth. And my wife doesn't give a fuck I have uh, crooked teeth. We did this. You're late to the party. Uh, we got to say goodbye to this guy. But he's been very, very, very entertaining. So good luck to you, brother. He's gone. He's gone. What's up, Chloe Dancer? 
Where have you been? My little poker player down there in Arkansas. I like that I like that I know a lot of you. I like that a lot. That dude was Anthony for sure, don't you think? Probably. Uh probably. Anthony's obsessing about me a lot for whatever reason. I don't know why. Take a couple shots and just do a show. I don't know why he obsesses so much. I didn't do anything to him in the end. Nothing too crazy anyway. How's the tongue hanging? It's good. I can like, I can, I didn't, I didn't tongue scrape or I would give you like a Gene Simmons right now. So, you know, I want to spare you because I already showed you the crooked teeth and I, I'm already, I'm already looking a little tired on the, on the brand new video, video off my phone. Like I said, the kid needs to find a couple filters. So I'm not going to do the tongue thing today. Let me scrape it and we'll do the tongue thing uh, proper, all right? I just said tongue thing. <laughs> I, bit my, I bit my tongue saying tongue thing. <laughs> Jesus. I used to talk to the greatest comedians that ever lived, and now I'm biting my tongue trying to say tongue thing. <laughs> Jesus. What's Jennifer Ferris saying? If Opie was broke, would he be able to get fancy man pedicures where skin flies off his heels from not wearing shoes all summer like a homeless person? Yeah, that's right. There's only two people that uh, don't wear shoes. That would be uh, the homeless here in New York City. They, uh, they put plastic bags on their feet. And it would also be um, people that don't really have to work anymore, so they walk around with no shoes on a beach all day long. Do I look like I'm broke? I ain't broke. Got my teeth fixed. Got my feet scrubbed. Got a girl haircut. Gonna take care of the girl haircut. I just don't know what to do with it yet. You know what I'm thinking? Uh, we're going down to Philly for um, Halloween. So I'm thinking that I get my hair cut into a really perfect Karen haircut for my Halloween costume. If that happens, I'll take a lot of pictures. But I'm here to say, I don't know if I had the balls to do that. But I'm thinking about it. There you go, Rachel. If Opie was broke, would he be shitting in the ocean? I ain't broke. I shit wherever I want. Broke people don't shit in the ocean. Oh my God, I just got the phone and it's already... Did I, did, did I lose you for a second? My phone is no joke, two hours old, and they're already saying uh, that the software needs to be updated. Are you kidding me? Oh, I once saw a homeless guy. Ooh, I want to say something like 3rd Avenue and 66th Street. We were coming back from uh, the ocean, and uh, there was a homeless guy, drops trout, and just shits right next to a garbage pail in the middle of the day. He didn't give two shits. If anyone saw him. And then he just pulled up his trow and walked off like a man. I loved it. Uh, all right, Graham Crawford IV. If Opie was broke, would he own multiple pairs of the same Krispy Kreme hat? I ain't broke. Awkward, because I, uh, I only have one Krispy Kreme hat. And I only have one pair of shoes. But I ain't broke. That goes back to my childhood. Some of these uh, things go back to my childhood, so you got to give me a break. The crooked teeth go back to my childhood. The one pair of shoes go, goes back to my childhood. We, we only had one pair of shoes and one pair of sneakers a year. 
Because, you know, we had seven, eight, nine kids because we were broke. And then it got so bad that uh, they cut that down to just one pair of sneakers a year. So by the time we got a brand new pair of sneakers, uh, there were holes in the bottom. That is a true story. And we used our sneakers in the winter when it used to snow before global warming. So we had to put uh, Pepperidge Farm bread bags over our socks before we put them in our sneakers so we wouldn't get soaked. So, yeah, there was a bunch of years we didn't even have a pair of shoes. It was one pair of sneakers. Uh, we got one pair of sneakers a year and one haircut a year. That is a fact, Jack. So back then I was broke, which means this. If, if it comes down to it that, I, uh, that, that I'm going to be broke again one day, I know how to live that life. Sometimes I think I was happier back then. Oh, is that real? You know what? No, man, because then you're, oh, you're the dummy calling me a dummy. You're the dummy, and I'll tell you why. The 495 Marauder, we were getting along yesterday. Should have put the bags over the sneakers and everything would stay dry, dummy. In the winter, now you're, now you're basically uh, on ice skates if the bags are over the sneakers on the wet snow. Are you kidding me? So you're the dummy. We did it right. Oh, burp. That was a burp. When you got your first big radio check, did you make a big purchase? What was it? Well, I want to say I bought a, uh, uh, a Jeep, a Grand Cherokee Jeep. Yeah, I think that was it. I remember the dealership um, drove it from Jersey, met me outside after the show on 56th Street between 7th and 8th Avenue, right near Hooters there. And uh, they said whatever the number was, and I wrote a check and paid cash for this thing and, and drove off like a superstar. I paid off all my student loans. I, and then the big one for real, you want a real one, a real moment instead of this goofiness. I, uh, I took a lot of stress and pressure off my, dad, my daddy's heart because he was, he was broke. Technically, he was broke when he died. I say technically because he didn't have to worry about money after I hit. And I started paying for their mortgage. And I remember, I remember seeing the stress literally leave his face when I took over his mortgage. So uh, there you go. A real answer to a real question. Do I remember what BAB paid? I sure do, man. Uh, sure do. I, uh, I marched into BAB. I was making... Um, 28,000 a year to do late nights and by the time I left I was making 40 G's which was a sin because I was the I was the biggest show on that damn radio station beating all the old timers and those guys were making a damn good living and I even went to them I said look you know how popular I am and now I got this Anthony guy that they didn't really know but they knew he was uh, a natural talent and I go, look, I got job offers. I, I got us a job offer in Dallas. I got us a job offer in Boston. And I said, look, I don't want to leave. I'm from Long Island. Just pay us. Move us up to a better slot and pay us, and we'll stay. And they couldn't, uh, they couldn't see it my way. What dummies? Because then we go to Boston and just destroy, which led to WNEW where we destroyed. Then it led to syndication where we destroyed and then we blew it all up. What a life. See, I ain't broke. I just made $1.69 from Sam Donnelly. 
I ain't broke. This is what I got to deal with, though. Look at the view I got. I try to downplay it, but I'm not today because the guy got me fired up. I got this view that I see every day. This is one of one, two, three. I got, I got another three or four of these type views all over this place. And the guy <laughs> comes on my live stream to say I'm broke. <laughs> I mean, I depend on a few bucks from uh, some of the people watching these things. I'm not going to lie to you. Because I am trying to make some kind of a living. Uh, but I'm not broke. Sam Donnelly just gave me another $2.69. Oh, yeah. Uh, the four ninety five Marauder. All right. He's coming back. You got to admit you're the dummy, though. You, you almost had me. I look forward uh, to you getting me uh, on a future live stream. But not today. Not today. You put the Pepperidge Farm bread bags over your socks before you put your sneakers on in the middle of winter. Not over your sneakers. Oh, I'll tell you another uh, uh, example of us being broke. This was so pathetic, though. Like, my wife even says it. Like, she goes, I get that you guys didn't have a lot of money with the seven, eight, nine kids. I got her saying it now. Uh, but, like, basic things we never had. Like, like, they didn't buy sleds for us. And I come from a time where it used to snow before global warming. The winters were filled with snow. And you were sledding your ass off all over the place. So we used um, big pieces of plywood that uh, we would put a rope on it so you could pull the front up a little bit to make it into a sled. And me and my, jeez, uh, how many, we would get like three or four of us on this thing easily. And we would sled down our backyard, just not a care in the, in the world, just flying into trees and whatnot. It was crazy. But that was our sled. We didn't have real sleds. And then we, uh, we went with the, uh, the black garbage bags. Although I'm sure it was like the, the no-frills version of the black garbage bag. And then we would, you know, we would get in it and sit on our fannies. And that's how we went down a lot of these uh, hills in the winter when it used to snow before global warming. Yeah, man. If I was broke, would I be spending $31 and change on four bagels with cream cheese and a slice of tomato? Hell no. Nah. I ain't broke. <laughs> no, I, I, thank you, David Young. But no, man, I mean, look, I got to be smart with my money. One of the things is I've decided not to spend over $700. I think it's close to $750 a month to park my car in the city. So there are things I'm doing that will make people think that I might be broke. I'm just trying to be smarter with my money. All right. I think I've thrown enough energy at you guys. I got to make a pot roast for my family. Yes, I do. Ooh, child. Rachel. If Opie was broke, would he be using his sock to wipe up his piss? I ain't broke. I have so many pairs of socks that I could use one as a piss sock. While all you knuckleheads are taking like a little toilet paper and bending all the way down to... You know, to wipe the toilet seat after a couple, uh, a couple drops get on the seat. I just take the bottom of my sock and do one quick wipe all the way around. Jennifer first. Why did you do this? Why? Why did you do this? If Opie was broke, would he be buying I Hate Steven Singer gold dip roses for his wife? I never got a gold dip rose for my wife because I thought they looked cheap. I said it. 
But man, was he paying the bills back in the day. That son of a bitch, that I hate Steven Singer turned his back on me. Soon as I lost my power, he was a guy that turned his back on me. I can't tell you how many people I sent to his store for engagement rings. And then when I needed him, he was gone. So I have no problem saying that his gold-dipped roses look cheap. And I hated fucking selling them. And I apologize to every single person that ever bought one. If I wasn't broke, (laughs) I'd pay you back. (laughs) 